AKA Scene Podcast. We're coming to you live from Cole Creative in downtown Wilkes-Barre. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm John Popko. I work for Time Shamrock and Radio. I am Brittany Boot, and I am the owner of Boot Photography Studio. And we're here with the uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Roller Radicals. This is uh, Chelsea, Kayla, and Mandy. Hello. Hey, girls. <laughs> hey. hey. Or, I mean, do you prefer your uh, roller derby names? You can you can give those if you like. Sure. Um, I go by Heinrich Maneuver, but I am actually called Melon because my helmet is looks like a watermelon. So. Oh, yeah, I've seen the pictures of that. <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> we'll get into the, those names, though. Yeah, right? okay. totally. Okay, good, good. <laughs> my derby name is Calamity Mame, but for short, they just call me Clam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig it. Oh, Every time. <laughs> Mine is Mole McCartney. Um, my name hasn't really gotten picked up yet. So. <laughs> but I would be called Mole if anybody called me anything other than Mammy. So there's that. We'll that's, start screaming it. That's boring compared to that. <laughs> I know. So, well, and let's ask then how did you choose those names? Um, so, mine is, if you couldn't tell, it's a playoff the Heimlich maneuver right um, so I usually go by like choke on this or if I'm getting introduced <laughs> they'll make some kind of reference to you know choking and things like that so that's where my name came from I thought it was awesome I thought it was original so I stuck with that um, I really just wanted my first name in it <laughs> I was like I don't know what my name should be um, let's somehow fit my first name in there and that's what happened <laughs> Uh, mine comes from because I love Paul McCartney, so it's just Maul, M-A-U-L, like I'm gonna maul you. <laughs> it's almost like a like a wrestling thing, you know, coming up yeah. with like a, your, yeah. your wrestling name. Yeah. Do you ever so. skate and like do a move and say choke on this? That would um, be great. No, <laughs> but there is the Heinrich maneuver, um, which when you're calling off a jam, you're supposed to do this. And I was really excited one time and kind of did this. And I said, oh, now we know what the Heinrich maneuver is. So, yeah. Now, uh, when we were uh, promoting this, uh, there was a, a YouTube video with the, with the full bout on there. So I was watching that. And as a non-sports guy, I was completely confused at first. I'm like, how does this work? How are they scoring points? Like, I see the numbers going up, but I don't know how they're scoring points or whatever. So I looked it up later and I figured it out. But you know, for those who maybe have never been to a roller derby, uh, you know, what's maybe a summary of the rules or how you score points, things like that? Sure. So basically, um, each team is going to field five players at a time. Um, you have four players that are referred to as blockers. And then you have um, a single player that's referred to as the jammer. So each team will field those people. Um, the jammer's goal is essentially to get through the wall of opposing blockers. Um, so whoever breaks through first is called the lead jammer. And that's the jammer who um, can score points. They can call off the jam. So that's really important to get. Um, on the initial breakthrough, you don't get any points um, on that first lap coming around, that's when you start to score points, and essentially you score a point for each um, pair of hips that you pass on the opposing team, mm -hmm. and ideally you want to score points and then call off the jam before the other jammer comes up behind you, is how a lot of teams will play. So and each individual can score points? Just the jammer. Jammer okay. has the star jammer. on their cap. Each the person is a point that you pass. Is that what you're Pretty saying? Pretty much, okay. yeah. That makes sense. The jammer has the star in their head. And then the pivot, who, if you need to switch jammers, 
has the solid line on their cap. That's the only person you can take your jammer panty off to and hand to. That was was there a big learning curve with that in terms of of hat, like did you know the rules going in or was it something that you trained when you when you did it? We had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. still yeah, and the rules change um, almost every year. There could be a rule change. Okay. We're still developing. Yeah. Mm. So you're you're con you have to actually pass a test. Um, like we're a sanctioned team. Um, we play sanction bounce. That's how you move up in rank. Um, so you, all of our players to be rostered, you have to pass a test and you have to get so many right knowing the rules. Um, so you constantly have to be making sure that you're up to date on the rules um, every year when they come out. Uh, and like they said, we're constantly learning. Like there's still stuff I'm like, that was a rule. But <laughs> you pick up you pick up the basics pretty quick once they throw you out into you know the pack. So yeah, yeah. Gerard, what are you doing? <laughs> A lot of the stuff too, it was helpful to learn the rules by watching yeah. other bouts. Like the higher ranked teams, the D1 teams, you watch them and you read and then you see it and you're like, oh, it clicks, I get it, that's what this means. Oh, okay. But some of the stuff you don't really learn until it happens to you in a game too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you know of it, but you don't get it until it happens. Some so there's, there's referees that are... You know, yeah. basically yeah. involved the entire game and everything mm -hmm. too. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of refs. And they also have fun, quirky names. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah, the refs get names too. So oh, okay. if they choose, are they like involved? Are they like people from other teams that kind of like pop in to officiate, or they're just their own league of people? Um, that... Refs can choose to be associated with the league. So we have a couple of refs that are often at our scrimmages and they're kind of our go-to. And then if you need more refs or um, NSOs, which are non-skating officials, they're like the scorekeepers and things like that, we call on volunteers, you know, um, people that maybe aren't able to be rostered from our own team mm -hmm. to be NSOs or from the other team. And that's when outside people come to play. But we have ours first and then um, look for the outside refs. Cool. Now what made you personally want to join a roller derby team? Do you want to go first? Sure. Start the other way. <laughs> so um, I uh, I'd always wanted to do it, and um, I was at a local bar one night, and <clears throat> my now derby wife walks in from her <laughs> spring break at State College, and her and I got to talking, and she's like, "Yeah, I play roller derby," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I always wanted to do that." So um, she's like, oh, well, you should try out for the Radicals because, you know, they're having tryouts soon. And then by the time you graduate from what we call duck ponds, like fresh meat, um, you know, then I'll be transferring and we'll get to play together. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I went to tryouts and, yeah, have not looked back. <laughs> Can you elaborate on what a... Derby wife? Derby wife. Derby wife. Yeah. So your derby wife is um, pretty much just like your best friend. It's somebody oh. that you know you go to for um, any sort of interleague or you know personal life advice or you know just to hang out or if you have a question about anything. So they're just like your go-to girl. It's like your wife, you know, yeah. or your husband. You go to them for everything. You tell them everything. And so. it, it doesn't have to be someone you knew before getting on the team either. Like. My wife, I hadn't really any idea who she was aside from seeing her at a couple of shows here and there. And then it's that person that you instantly click, click with. Like you start and you just get each other and then one of them goes, will you marry me? And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's legit. Can you have more than one? 
Oh, yes, you yes. can. Okay. You <laughs> can have <laughs> girlfriends. You can have like boss, wives. Yeah, so. mistresses. Yeah, know, all of the above. Uh, cool. This gets a lot deeper than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> so many more questions, huh? <laughs> uh, what about you? How did you get into it? Um, so I worked at a group home facility, and one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, hey, I can get free tickets to the, uh, to Aurora Radicals game." And I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." And unfortunately, I didn't get to go. Like they went on a night I wasn't working, and then my derby wife came in and she's like, "Hey, look, let's go try out. You always wanted to do this. I'll do it with you." And we went and kicked ass and I have yet to look back. Um, so for me, I actually, I always was interested in derby. I, like most people, didn't realize it was still a thing. Um, I was actually at a show at the other side and the team was there with the table handing out cards and recruiting people and I was like, oh that's really cool, grabbed a card. Then I also heard an ad on the radio and I was like, that's, that's that derby team I heard about. They must be like a big deal and I was like, I'm going to go. Why not? Radio ads work. Um, Radio works. <laughs> yeah, um, and at the time, like, I had a desk job. I had gained a good amount of weight from sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day. So I was looking for something to get me active. I had always been an active person up until that time. Um, so I went, tried out, and just like they said, never looked back. Like, you join, you gain a second family, and you get in shape, definitely. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it's a... Uh, uh, physically uh, a tough challenge right away like mm -hmm. right off the bat yep. yeah yeah even you, if you are physically you learn, fit. You learn the floor pretty quickly is your best friend don't be afraid of the floor <laughs> it will catch you every time you fall <laughs> <laughs> not softly but it'll catch you <laughs> yeah no it may not feel good every yeah. time but i mean well, so your, your pads break that's half the, the fun though right <laughs> yeah. One of the best parts is like going home after, you know, like a bout or like practicing. Like, Your battle was yeah, like yeah. that oh, one and that one. one. Bruises yeah. quickly become trophies. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, what are some of the worst injuries that you've endured? Clam. Yeah. <laughs> um, thankfully, let's knock on this nice wood if it's real wood. Um, only some sprained ankles, um, but I've seen some uh, broken ankles. Yeah. Which were quite scary, but thank God nothing else. Just lots of fun bruises. Anything you've inflicted on anybody? Well, I don't think I really hurt anyone long term, but one time I tripped and like pancaked on top of another person. <laughs> you said pancake before. I was like, I wonder what that is. Like, it sounds really intense. I tripped and like as I was like, I knew what was happening and I'm like, I'm sorry. And then we hit the ground as I was on top of her. And then I sadly went to the box and cried about it because I felt so bad because I tripped and pancaked her. <laughs> that was in Ohio. Oh, was yeah. yeah. You could probably watch it somewhere. <laughs> now, you, you had mentioned you weren't sure if it was still around or anything. I, I think it's, it started in 2009, uh, from what I was reading, that the uh, role of radicals in, in general that was founded in 2009. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization itself, how it got started? Things sure. Like that? Um, it was actually in 2006, a local tattoo shop owner um, got word of Derby and was like, I want to bring that to uh, NEPA. I want to bring that to Scranton. So they put out an ad in the newspaper. Over 50 women actually showed up 
Um, they formed the team called the Coal City Rollers. Um, after a couple of months, that team split into two teams. They kept the Coal City Rollers, and then they also had the um, Di Diamond City Scream Queens. Um, and that lasted for a few months, and then eventually the teams got back together. Um, and then in 2009, after all that had kind of wrapped up, they're like, let's revamp the team, and that's when the Roller Radicals came into play. Um, and then right now, this is actually the first time that we're going to have home teams um, as the Roller Radicals. So coming up, we're going to be announcing um, three different home teams. We finally have enough girls that we can do that. So that's basically just us splitting up our league into three smaller home teams that can play each other but still travel and play other teams. So how many, how many of you are there on the team? Uh, we're close to 40 right now, I believe. I think we have about 36 wow. girls on skates, give or take, so, yeah. That's awesome. Is this something where you're always recruiting, you're always looking for new people? Um, pretty much we're always recruiting, and then we have official tryouts, um, whether you want to be a skater, a non-skating official, or a ref, um, twice a year. So our last ones were in Jan January, yeah. and then we'll have ones coming up at the end of the summer, which we'll should be announcing shortly, so that's when anybody who's interested can... Um, and if anybody wants to come see a practice or anything before that, that's always open. All you have to do is contact us. Now, where, where do you guys uh, typically typically practice and uh, you know hold these events? Sure. Um, our home is at Skate Away in Wilkes-Barre, and that's where all of our home games are as well. That was my home at one time, oh, too, yeah. growing up. <laughs> Every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> There used to be more than one Skate Away. Now it's there was Skate Away and there was Roller yeah. King. Yeah. And Roller King had the dugout. Yes. So that was like a lot of fun. <laughs> That's actually, the Roller King is where the Diamond City Scream Queens practice. Okay, cool. So the okay. one team would stay at Skate Away and the other team went to Roller King and then they all came back to Skate Away. Roller King, is that, are they still practice there? No, that's actually no, yeah, that, Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. It's demolished. <laughs> they built Vibe around that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Third Ave in Kingston. Mm -hmm. I so, was actually, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, uh, no, go ahead. When the Coal City Rollers started, I was actually brought in by the tattoo shop owner to MC or something like that. And that was a mistake. Because I had no <laughs> She's like, oh, you work for, I worked for the weekend at the time. And she's like, yeah, come on in. You can, like, call the game. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I got there. I'm like, I can't do this. No lingo. <laughs> like, take the microphone. I'm done. Like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, what were you thinking? But, yeah, that was 2006. Yeah. So here's my question. I grew up like playing soccer and physical sports and super competitive and I would always get like real bent out of shape when like people were talking shit and I'd get like real like aggressive and like just super hot headed. Uh, so I can only imagine like on <laughs> like uh, it, while you're skating and like pushing each other around like does that, is that come into play at all? Or are people just pretty friendly and there's some kind of, like, I mean, sportsman, like, conduct, I, I'm sure. It just depends, honestly. Like, um, our team, you know, tries to stay more positive, And if another team is, you know, like, cursing under their breath, saying things that, you know, are very nice or, like, hitting you in a way that is illegal but the refs don't see it, you know, of course it makes you mad, but yeah, we it used try to, make to me insane. stay... Yeah positive because we don't want to be like that team yeah you know? that's like yeah that's what you, i always would try to like just keep my cool but yeah. like 
Yeah, we're, some people will be so aggressive. You just gotta dance it out. Yeah, on the line. I was just gonna say, yeah, if we get upset, we dance it out, yeah. and usually the other team gets even more frustrated, <laughs> and we just feel better. So we're kind of known for being the positive, fun, that's good, you know, that's team. Awesome. But that doesn't make us any less competitive right. either. Yeah, like we still want to win. We're yeah. trying to hit you really hard, <laughs> but we'll just be nice about it. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably like, yeah, like I said, it probably makes them, like you said, makes them way more frustrated. Yeah. 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 It was hard for me in the beginning because, like, I used to play soccer and, like, sports, you know, before this, like, all my life. And I was also, like, super competitive. And if somebody mm -hmm. got in my face, I'd be like, you want to mess with Yeah. Me? I don't think so, not today. My dad would so, be, like, on the sideline, like, just stop yeah. it. I'm like, I'm going to kill her, Dad. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you get around, like, super positive girls, like, you know, yeah. is just... She should have some wings, I think. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but seriously. When the, you down. If that's the morale of the team, like, there's teams like that, that it's like, that's you're just positive, like, good sportsmanship. But just like there's that, there's teams that are just straight, like, mm -hmm. saying the most ridiculous shit under their breath yeah. to you. And, like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's cool mm -hmm. that you guys kind of have that, like, vibe going forward. You know, yeah, we try. Yeah, that's awesome. Feeding into it, we've learned definitely doesn't help. Like yeah. they immediately, yeah. you start losing the game. Yeah, because you your head, because you lose your head. Exactly. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you start making mistakes. You mm -hmm. either foul out or you get hurt and you can't play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, or if it's real bad, they throw you out. Like if yeah. they see you doing something intentional, like roller derby is tough. Yeah, but that's not accepted. Right. It's like you still have to play yeah. by the rules and play safe. Right. And I think the can. the perception is you guys are just these badass girls throwing elbows and talking shit, like, I guess it's not so I much mean, fun. we are badass. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're not, no, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's well, what our rules are for. When it's appropriate, you know, yeah. aggressive. And I mean, roller derby used to be a lot more like that. Like, you could look at the pictures and they didn't even wear pads and no, no helmets and they would, like, throw each other to the ground for, you know, a lot for entertainment value and things like that. And then just more over the years, it's gotten taken very seriously, and now we're competing in like World Cups and things like that. So, mm -hmm. you said you travel. How far do you travel? I mean, you said Ohio before. Yeah, um, the, that's probably the farthest we've traveled. And then next month, we're actually going to Connecticut. Um, so that's about wow. I think a five-hour drive. So the the higher up in rank you get, kind of the farther you have to travel to play other higher teams. And we're moving up, so we're going to be mm -hmm. traveling further and further. How how many teams do you typically play in a year, maybe? Uh, we have about one bout per month um, from maybe April to September. So, and then we also do tournaments on the side of that. Like in November, we have a tournament in Ohio where we'll play three games in one weekend. So I would say, what, probably at least 10 games total, if not more, averaging about one a month. And then we have our off season um, in December where we don't play at all. We also have scrimmages, yeah. yeah, scrimmages and yeah. Or you could pick up like um, some teams will do like fundraising bouts. So those are just you know like for fun or whatever. You just get literally whoever wants to play on that day. Mm -hmm. You sign up. You know they make you shirts, and then you're either on this team or that team, and you just go out there and have fun and just raise money for whatever they're raising money for. So, yeah, that's always fun. Pretty much there's always something going yeah. on. Yeah. The official stuff is just limited to, like, yeah. our season, but we're always jumping on the bus for other things, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like you're always at a lot of community events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys going to be at the um, uh, tattoo conference again this year, the uh, Actually, Electric City Tattoo? Yeah, we will be there on Sunday. Um, I believe we're aiming from like 1 to 5, and we will be on skates. So yes. we will Yay. be promoting our upcoming season, handing out flyers, um, and just having a good time like usual. So. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. We bring a good time. <laughs> Hip check some guy while he's trying to get a tattoo. That's right. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> I hate that commercial. Me too. I hate, I hate that, that so commercial. <laughs> so where are you guys all from? Um, I'm from Jessup, so not actually too far from here. These two travel a little bit further than I do. That was like yeah. 20 minutes. I'm from Dallas. Okay. So. I'm from Shikshini Lake, so it takes me about 35 minutes. So, but we have girl, some of our girls, or at least girls that used to be on the team, I'm not sure about right now, but I know some of them travel an hour or more um, mm-hmm. just to get to practice. So it can range anywhere from a five-minute drive where they live right next to Skateway to hour, hour, 15 minutes, depending uh, on Mount the girls. So, yeah. How often do you practice? Um, twice a week usually um, on skates at Skateway from like 8 to 10 at night, so about four hours. Um, and then... We do a lot of off skates on our own time. So, like right now, we have every day we have a workout assignment that you have to do and show a video that you did. Um, so, pretty much we practice every day, but skates practice is twice a week. So, no honor system, you have to show a video that you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, depending on what it is. Like, <laughs> well, if you're doing a 10 minute run, obviously you can't film, film the whole thing, but it's just, it's. A motivator to show the other girls that you're doing it and kind of keep everyone on track because um, like I said right now we're getting more and more competitive so we have to enforce that kind of stuff because it's it's gonna hold the team back if everybody's not on board yeah so what's uh, what's the most important thing that you learn during training or uh, you know or over time you know uh, doing this uh, year after year most important probably never give up for me um, and like everybody, this is the one sport I feel like everybody's on their own pace and that's okay. Like there's bars that are set, but for me, for example, I went through the duck pond for fresh meat three times and then they finally went, maybe we just need to throw you in there, which they did. And I got that because I'm, I'm more of like, I need to be pushed in that way. And then my derby wife, for example, shot right past me she got up there before i even did um and she came in like two groups after me so it's just everybody learns at your own pace and the point is as long as you're better than you were last practice that's all that matters absolutely as long as you're giving it yes yeah you're all is there a shelf life for derby life like, is there an age? No. <laughs> no, way. No. no. No way. There's people, I think the oldest person's like in their 80s. Really? I don't know what team yeah. they're on, but yeah, like you've got, you have to be at least 18 to play um, on an adult league. There are junior leagues, so there are people that start even years younger than that, and it just goes all the way up until you physically can't skate anymore. So you could play derby as long as you want to play derby. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. At um, ECDX, it's like a big derby, like, you know, weekend, you just go and, like, play and stuff. Um, there was a, a, like, a fun bout, and it was, I think it was, like, the Flintstones versus the, like, Silver or something? I don't know. But, yeah, it was, so it was, like, you know, 18 to, like, 25, and then 25 plus. So, I mean, there were, like, 50, you know, 
Yeah, it's a good range it's, there. Yeah, so. yeah. and yeah. it's all women, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, on our team, but at, there is men's derby, mm -hmm. and you can have female players on men's teams, and you can have um, male players on female teams. It's just it's up to that team. It's kind of up to what's available in your area. Like men's teams are kind of much more sporadic. Um, so they do have to travel a lot further, and junior leagues typically don't have um, girls and boys leagues. It's like mixed. So yeah. especially on the junior teams, you'll see boys playing um, on the girls teams. But it's a very that's part of why I think we all love derby is it's a very open sport yeah, and a very yes. progressive sport. So even though there are boundaries, they're not black and white. Right. You can kind of mix and match. So that's cool. Yeah. Now, why, why do you think it, it has become a, a female-dominated sport for the most part? Um, I think because it, it all goes back to the roots. Like, it started that way. Um, it started as women going, I want something to do. I want something to do that's going to make me feel strong and competitive. And I think it's just carried forward. Um, I think men kind of have all of these other sports, and derby is a safe place. Um, for women, so I think it's just kind of stuck that way. But like I said, men are welcome into the sport too. It seems like a really inclusive. It is. Sport. It is. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think women are drawn to it too because there's a spot for everybody. Yes. Like no matter what size you are or how tall you are, like I'm five foot one, and that's my advantage, you know. Mm -hmm. But someone else who's six foot tall, that's their advantage. Like. Everybody just works what they have, mm -hmm. and there's everyone. there's a place for everyone. So, yep. Now, with uh, you, 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 you know, we were talking about uh, it being a female-dominated sport. Outside of the sport, have you, you faced any sort of sexism or anything like that in terms of the way people look at it or, or people talk about it in any way? Because uh, it seems like a lot of uh, sports, you know, suffer from that. Uh, you know, whether it's basketball or, or whatever. Any negative? I don't think so. Like, not anything really noticeable. The only thing yeah. ever comment I've heard multiple times is like, oh, is your whole team gay? Yeah, I've heard that. Mm. I've heard that, too. Yeah. Uh, that's... They think of it as, like, a softball. Yeah, I was just yeah. Say people, not... like, assume softball. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, they uh, just think that since, you know... We're not we the typical pretty girls and, all the time. Yeah. 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 Like, I... We're different. You know, because I've always been a tomboy, like, my whole life. Like, mm -hmm throughout my whole middle school, like half of high school, I was like hoodie, hair up every day, like, yeah, yeah. and um, so, you know, I got a lot of like, are you a lesbian when I was <laughs> yep. growing up, and like, it still kind of continued even as I got older, so, you know, that's always something too, so like, you go out after a bout, and your hair is up, and you look, you know, like crap, pretty much, because you just <laughs> fought for an hour, <laughs> and you know, you're like, you can see the look sometimes that she'll get like, what is that about? You know, like why is she at a bar looking that way? So, yeah. but when you're out with your girls after the bout, it doesn't matter. You don't care. Yeah. Like, here we are. We made it. <laughs> we are alive. We're standing. <laughs> you can probably fight all of them if you wanted to. That's right. Yeah, like you guys like kill anybody that gives you a dirty look. Yep. Yeah. Especially if we go into a bar that sponsors us, the, the bartenders <laughs> yeah. or the owners will be like, oh, don't mess with them. Now, speaking of which, you guys do a lot of appearances and, and things like that. You, you have uh, at least at least one coming up other than the, the tattoo convention. Yeah, um, we're actually going to be at the V-Spot on uh, May 6th. 
um, behind the Grays playing, uh, Grant Williams, that's going to be, I think, his second um, show, like hometown show, so that's going to be awesome. And what we're going to um, promote at that event is we're actually announcing our home teams at the end of this month. Um, we're going to have our little private party to let girls know what team they're on, and then we're going to use that event to publicly announce our home teams, who's on them, might have some sort of jello shot competition with our home team colors and things like that. So that will be our next um, upcoming event. And that helps, I would imagine, spread awareness and things too about you know what the team is up to. And that exactly, yeah, and we're passing out our schedule. Um, that's how we recruit a lot of girls. Like, you know, those kind of scene that's where a lot of us come from is show like that's where you got me i was at a show at a bar you know right. so it's a really good way to recruit people or just to recruit an audience like those yeah. are the guys in there they're like ooh, tough ladies like i want to see that you know so yeah yeah it's just it's a really good place to promote just everything and when's that um may 6th at the v spot, at the v -spot. yeah and we'll be there from nine to one cool do you raise funds that way for for the team and for travel expenses? Absolutely. Um, like Ohio, we have to pay for the vehicles to get us there, which now we have, what, 40-some girls, so that's probably twice as many vehicles as we had last year. Um, the hotels, gas money, um, so any travel expenses you could think of, that's usually what our money go, go, goes toward is traveling. So we usually get the money through selling um, jello shots, and then a lot of people will just be like, keep the change, you know, and then we're getting donations, we're selling merch, so absolutely, we definitely try and raise funds at almost every event unless it's for another organization, so. Do you have uh, any, any particular favorite uh, uh, memories or moments or anything that stand out uh, while when, when you're, you're doing roller derby, whether it's during, tr during training or during an actual bout or anything like that, something that maybe sticks out in your mind? Um, well, I think for the team as a majority, and then you guys could chime in if you want, mm -hmm. uh, I think the biggest thing for us as a team was our Ohio tournament last year. <laughs> Took the words. Exactly. <laughs> um, so last year we had a lot of people come and go. It was kind of a transitional year for us. Um, we just had a new coach come in, um, V Diva. She's actually one of the best players like in the world. She's played the World Cup. She's on the number one team. Team USA. Um, yeah, Team yep. USA. Yeah, I um, photographed her. Oh, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah she so awesome. we had her come in kind of for like a trial period right before Ohio. And holy crap, did it make a difference. Like, we went into Ohio, we placed exactly where we were expected to place, but we played a whole lot better than I think even us as a team. Like, I said a lot of people had left, so our roster was bare minimal. <laughs> like, we questioned going because is it safe to play with this amount of girls? And we're like, we're the radicals. We're going to play with, you know, eight girls. And we went, we kicked butt. Um, I got to jam for the first time, which was awesome. Like, I almost cried. Um, so I think that was a huge turning point for us. And now Diva's, like, our head trainer. And then we have Berger and Elise, who plan um, PA All-Stars. So we just have really solid coaching. We have a solid group of girls. And we're kind of waiting for the next Ohio tournament to see, you know, where we're going to be at. Like, we've already moved up what over 50 spots in our mm -hmm. rank yep. just since that tournament so yeah I it, it really Ohio was the the turning point it was amazing she said we had maybe eight to ten girls while the other teams had 20 wow yeah so 
like we were exhausted and we pushed we were there for each other it was amazing like one of us would be tired or upset about something and there'd be somebody right there on from the team to pick you right up and get you back out and you're going that was it it was just it was amazing time i can't think of any other time that sticks out as much it upsets me when they talk about that. She wasn't yeah. there. You were there in spirit. Yeah. We, I had, her, we had her face. We had her face. <laughs> yes, and put her in all of our pictures. Yes. My work is very unpredictable, and at the last minute, they were like, you're doing night work. And I was like, uh. I'm supposed to go to Ohio. <laughs> but, yeah, somebody made a nice cut out picture of my face. It was very sweet. It made me terrible a little bit. So was there something else for you, maybe? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, the practices leading up to when I thought I was going to be able to go to Ohio with them, you know, I could just see, like, this giant, not only an improvement in the way that we played, but the way that we communicated together mm. as a team. So, I mean, I was super pumped for it, and that's why when I found out last minute that I couldn't go, I was, like, devastated. Yeah. the lowest of the lows, you know? I, But, yeah, just, and then... Being with Diva after that and practicing, like, you could just see everybody, like, moving, like, just jumping, you know, spots and, and getting so much better every time. So that's definitely super nice to watch your best friends, like, get better. And you're like, oh, my God, yes, we did the thing you've been trying to do forever. I'm so proud of you. By the way, if you're watching now, feel free to, uh, to comment and say something. Uh, if you want to ask a question or anything to the girls, we'll be happy to relay the question over if uh, if you want to. We're really open. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> they are very open. Very <laughs> but I, you can, you, if either you want, I don't want to dominate the conversation. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I like want to come to like a game. Yeah, I think you've already recruited yeah. her. Yeah, yeah so. like I'm like totally into yeah, it. Yeah, do it. I mean, yeah. if you want to try out, try out. You know, come to one of our practices, see how it is. Like I get real, like I get like excited. Like yeah. I would probably be like totally into it. Take your skateboard. I have I skateboard. Oh yeah, so a couple of our girls. I could skateboard. fall. I definitely know yeah, how to fall. Good. Wondering. So you're not afraid <laughs> of falling, then? Not afraid of falling, uh, not afraid of physical contact, and not afraid of, like, how you guys, I love, like, the camaraderie and the teamwork, and, like, just, like, it's like, a, you mean a whole new family. Like, I yeah. love that. Like, I love getting involved in new stuff just because of that alone, you know, mm -hmm. just finding new ways to connect with people. Yeah, it it's pretty cool. You sound like you're ready to be a rap. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. You'll, like, Come see on. me next yeah. week. Like, I'll be, like, I'll show up here, like, on skates. <laughs> what's, what's I'm trying. I'm trying what's to get your, ready. What's your name? Ooh. Okay. Okay. This will be fun. So you have to come up on the spot right now. <laughs> the, the boot, boot bomb. Ooh. I could do better. <laughs> you like boots? I mean, I My last name's Boot. So that ha that like like that. There has to be a way to like cleverly put that into right. something like really really intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> they don't That's all have to be intimidating <laughs> No, it's not <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's food. See, I already have a name. Yeah, there you See, go. See, you're ready. Perfect. Perfect. I just start, like, showing up everywhere you guys are. <laughs> That's fine. You've got shirts made. <laughs> like, it's already, like, you're like, you have to chat. I'm like, I, I know, I know. I'm just really excited. I'm just, like, following you guys around. You could totally do yeah, that. Yeah, that's some of our ducks. They've been kind of shadowing the team since the last tryouts because yeah. they weren't ready. So that's yeah. totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We had, I think, like, what? Well, Annie, she would come to, like, pretty much every practice. She came to Just, Ohio with us. Yeah. 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 I know Annie. Yeah. Not Bramble. Uh, we have two. Oh, okay. Annie number two. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she would just sit and watch us, and she got to know us better, too, so that was great, because then when she was a duck, you know, she felt already part of the team, yeah. so she had questions. She wasn't afraid to come to Yeah, she felt comfortable NS. with you guys, I'm sure. And she'd be, like, an NSO, like we were talking about, to mm -hmm. get herself more familiar with the roles. Right. So she yep. jumped right in and is yep. excelling. So like, you're super excited, you don't have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are there other, uh, like, names... Like I, I heard duck pond, derby <laughs> wife, or there are other yeah, these are fun terminology terms. that um, there's <laughs> eating the baby, <laughs> throwing the baby. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, because like when you go to hit someone, you can't make contact with your forearm, or that's a you get a forearm. You get a forearm. Your shoulders. So you hit with your shoulders. So we'll often call it throwing the baby. So you want to hit your shoulder, you want to hit with this yeah, right. part of your arm. And you so, can't, like, okay. you hit, you can't leave off like that, yeah. you can't push off. Okay. So you. throwing a baby is also another so way to so you have to put, arm. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, I'm going to practice that one. Yeah, tonight you're going to be the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're like, throwing babies. <laughs> now, are these, these terms just kind of spread about in, in, to, from team to team, or did they just kind of come up? Uh, I mean, are you coining some of these terms yourselves? Or? Um, some of them are coined by us, and some of them are universal. Okay. So, yeah, it just, you hear different things going from team to team. Like, we have people that already played on a different team transfer into our team, and we'll be shouting, like, during a scrimmage, and they're like, what? <laughs> That's not what we called it. And then other things, you just know exactly what they're talking about. So it just depends on. Right. Yeah. So do you have plays? Like, is that like how it works? Yeah. Like, do you I have mean, like? Yeah, we have. I'd call strategies. them more like strategies. Yeah. No, don't give yeah, we, the one away. <laughs> can't really be discussed, but yeah. We, <laughs> top secret. Um, but yeah, we, we do have strategies. Uh, we have some new stuff that we're actually working on, and we're really excited. It's coming together really well, so mm -hmm. we're excited to actually utilize yeah. that in our upcoming games. So it is like every other sport. You know? Yeah. Like you go out there and get your X's and your O's, and mm -hmm. you're like, all right, you guys yep. do this, you guys There's do offense, there's defense, so yeah. yeah. I mean, now not every time it's going to work out that way. Sometimes <laughs> you got to improvise, but yeah, more or less. <laughs> there, what's the movie? There's a movie, a roller derby movie. What's your favorite? Which one? With it. <laughs> yeah, right. There's old, it there's like older ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mm -hmm. saw it, but it was been a couple years. Now, is is that, uh, have you seen it? Is that is it accurate, or is it one of those like very Hollywoodized kind of versions of what happens? It wasn't, it wasn't, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. There's certain parts of it that are, but like when you watch it, it's like she tries out and then she's immediately on. They're, yeah. they're a team, like she's and playing, and it's uh, it is not, it, it does not happen like that. Yeah, like for example, like I'm coming up on two years and I'm just borderline a team, like I'm like B team, A team, and it's taken me two years to get there, so mm. yeah. Plus, I would, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just no. gonna say, like a lot of girls, it's like a year before mm -hmm. you really get. So yeah, that's because it takes you that long to learn everything you need to know to be safe while you play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first thing they teach us is how to fall. Mm 
Yeah. Like we want you well, to be safe. You kind of have to condition yourself. We want you to be safe while you're doing the sport. So that's yeah. what we're going to teach you, the basics. How to fall, how to hit, how to take a hit. Because it is dangerous in reality. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing. If you yeah. fall with your hand, with your fingers mm-hmm. out like that, you can Roll. You can get your fingers mm-hmm. broken. Rolled right over. Yep. Wow. So you're going to fall like, ah. no, keep them in. Try and <laughs> <laughs> so you, are you falling like on your arms to try and your protect shoulders? yourself? Your wrist guards. Yeah, your so wrist they, guards. Your t- the first thing they teach you is fall on your knees. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to fall on your knees. Or if you have to fall all the way down, then you're going to use you more so your elbows. And you want to keep your fingers in so they don't mm-hmm. get rolled over. And you want to fall, fall small. So pretty much you're falling into a ball so that you're not tripping your teammates or... Getting pancaked. I'd be like, I'd be like <laughs> on like the middle of like the and ring, like rolling you can over. Get a penalty for that. Yeah. If you don't fall small and yeah. somebody trips over you, That's it's a low block. A low so block. you're going to the box. Yep. Okay. Even though you fell over somebody else. Yeah. Mm. Is that like hockey? If you lose a player, you just play down? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Penalties are only 30 seconds, though. So. Okay. Normally. Yeah. Unless it's Normally. something more. How long severe. is a match? Um, 16. 60 minutes. Yeah, so the entire game is 60 minutes. It's broken down to two 30-minute halves. And then a half is played in jams. So each jam can go up to two minutes. Um, but typically, they're called off much sooner than that. It's Depending usually, on how many points? Yeah, two-minute jams usually are only if there's no lead jammer. So say both jam, jammers get a penalty. The person who was lead is no longer lead, and that means you'll hear everybody go, two-minute jam! Because it doesn't sound like a long time, but it's exhausting. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I think they're called bouts, correct? Yes. Yes. Get your shit together. I think I'm ready. Well, technically, they're games now. Technically, they're games, but we have this whole anti-game, it's always going to be a bout thing. So, yes, they are bouts. Because I'm It'll be a boot. I'm a boot. Yeah. That could be my name. I like it. <laughs> so I'm in. It's settled. She's golden. Converted. <laughs> we, we do have a, a comment from an Annie that says, uh, what is your favorite part of Derby? Oh, hmm. hi, Annie. Thanks yeah, for the question. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, Annie. Yeah, you all sweet now. Yeah, seriously, what? <laughs> Mine's the family. Yeah. <laughs> the family it's brought about. Yeah, These girls sure. have been well, there for that, me for like, everything. You need that, I feel like. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me, my favorite part is definitely challenging myself. Like, you can pretty much never peak in Derby. Mm-hmm. You can always do something better or do more. Like, if you get a chance, I would check out. It's called Chicks and Bowls. And it's not necessarily derby, but a lot of, like, retired players will do it. And they're in skate parks, like, skating in the bowls, and they're, like, flipping and handstands. And so there's – you can always expand. And so that's my favorite part is, like, derby is never-ending. Like, whether it's skill or age, it's just you can go on forever pretty much. So. Well, you can't never get bored then. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, Derby is never bored. No, not at all. <laughs> Especially with all the rule changes, too. So you always have something. You're always on your like, toes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, God, it's 2017. Ah, jeez. <laughs> New rules. <laughs> if, if there was one misconception that you could kind of squash or change or, or, or whatever, what would that be? But that, they're not, that, they're that not all that, lesbians. Not, <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> it's just it Good does get very annoying to, to hear that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
because it's like first of all what does it well matter? it's just stereotyping yeah, people just you know yeah it's well, the, it's the same thing with gender like yeah. there's a lot of you know transgender or anything in between people that play derby yeah and I think that's a huge like, which should be just a non-issue exactly it people is. make it, it into an issue yeah. when it shouldn't be an issue it's like right. are they a good player are they trying their best yeah. that's all that matters like exactly. do you want them on your team yes I don't right. care I don't care what they look mm-hmm. like or like when you're describing someone else like it shouldn't even be in the description because yeah. it's just not right. even like yeah. exactly relevant yeah exactly yeah I have, a, I have a feeling, though, anytime you hear stuff like that, it's always from outside people. It's not people actually doing it right. or that are involved or yes. actually affected yes. whatsoever. Yes. It's always people outside of that circle with their, you know, shitty armchair opinion that has right. nothing yeah. to do with anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I think people are scared of what they don't know. Well, yeah, Absolutely. that too. Yeah. That too. So they, yeah. they, they label it because that's their defense. They're putting it in the category mm-hmm. that makes yeah. them comfortable. Right. You know, yeah. they're putting yeah. it in... Yeah, it's the same with like you know people that are afraid of people with tattoos and piercings. Right, they think they're like terrible, you know, like ungodly or whatever people. And it's like, okay, yes, I have tattoos and piercings. I do not believe in a god, but I'm nice. Like if you need right. help, I will help you. Like I'm not going to be a jerk to you for no reason at all. Right. But that's another misconception too is that it's only tattooed and piercing mm-hmm. like yeah. you oh, know right. uh, girls that play derby and that's not true the there's devil. girls like on our <laughs> team that are like full blown makeup like Barbie you know oh, yeah. and that's totally <laughs> fine so it's definitely more diverse than a lot of people realize it's an inclusive sport mm-hmm. like we were saying exactly sure and it's great because say you have to move, you can move somewhere and there's going to be a dairy team that's going to be like, hey, come skate like, with so us, accepting. we love you already. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and in terms of the crowds too, I'm sure they're diverse as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. you've got little toddlers, you've got college students, and then you have people, you know, grandparents mm-hmm. that just come because that's what they want to see derby. Like They're like, oh, I used to watch that on TV, yep. you know, yep. back in the day, and now they're watching it right in front of them, so... Mm-hmm. It's all ages, every very diverse. I think our crowd is just diverse as our players. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of tattoos, uh, Pat Sweeney says, uh, "Tell Johnny uh, you have a sick tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> Tell Pat Sweeney to spell tattoo right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll tell him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just heard you, maybe. I hope <laughs> so. He's, he's an old coworker <laughs> in Chicago. <A> dickhead. <laughs> Now we, were, we were just saying how uh, how fast it's going to go. We're, we're we're pretty much. See, it? Did I tell you that was like so last word already? Yeah. So it's crazy, yeah, right? Is it is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention, or that you maybe want to uh, mm-hmm. you know replug uh, the uh, events you guys are going to be 6th. at? Anything yeah. Else? Um, again, we're at the Electric City Tattoo Convention on the twenty third oh. Sunday. We'll be on skates. Uh, in the convention from around one to five. Um, so if you're there and you have any questions, we're all totally approachable. Yeah. We love attention. <laughs> so um, come up and talk to us. And then again on May 6th, um, the Behind the Gray show at the View Spot. We'll be there from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, passing out Jalo shots, flyers, information, just having an amazing time. Last time was so much fun. Shout out to Vinny and the View Spot. They're huge supporters of us. Um, and then heads up for tryouts. They'll be coming up the end of summer. Um, our home season is just around the corner. It starts in June. Um, we're always recruiting, so bring it. Bring come, it. Be one of us. We'd love bag. to have you. No reservations. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you look like. You don't have to have any experience. Mm-hmm. 
I could not skate when I started. Most <laughs> um, of us were Bambi. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. And now we all play. That's pretty much yeah. our, our last message is yeah. just open invitation. Yep. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> we want you. <laughs> all right, Uncle Sam. <laughs> just, <laughs> Uncle Maul. <laughs> So uh, to, to wrap up tonight uh, for our last word, uh, we posted a question earlier today, and it's a link that's been going around for the past few days. Uh, a friend of mine who's in a, a local metal band, uh, Beyond Fallen, great guys. Uh, hopefully we're going to talk to them on one of the upcoming shows uh, pretty soon because the uh, uh, NEPA uh, Metal Meltdown uh, Festival is coming up, and they host that, and it's, it's really great. But he posted this link. Uh, from a Canadian website and said if you want to keep the local music scene alive start shows earlier and uh, the whole argument of the article and it, there's a, a clip from a, a radio show uh, in which they're talking to a, a musician and, and somebody who's booked shows and put shows together before and found that they if you start a show earlier and end it earlier you're going to get a better turnout and I've seen the link shared by practically every other musician that I know on Facebook and they all have their own opinions on it. Some, some are uh, very much for that, and some of them are like, no, that's a stupid idea. Um, so, you know, we wanted to hear your comments on that. And so we got quite a few. And so I wanted to read a couple of those, and then, uh, you know, we can throw our two cents in for what it's worth. Um, uh, Paul Shaw, who works at the uh, Sands Bethlehem Event Center, uh, said, for my side of things, earlier would be, uh, a lot better in a lot of cases. Uh, Elizabeth Klein says, uh, uh, "Yes, especially if we're not right around uh, if if we're not right around the corner. Show starting at 11 that's 30 or 40 minutes away means a groggy day at the office tomorrow." Uh, Stephanie Boback says, uh, "Yes, for those who work during the week and have commitments on the weekend or just stuck in their uh, work week uh, their uh, work week rhythm, uh, would love to see earlier start times. Also, I work in a downtown area where restaurants are walking distance." and often bands uh, play on Fridays at 10 p.m. Uh, I will not go home to return five hours later. Um, Anthony Russo says, uh, earlier is better for music lovers, however drunks wouldn't show up, and uh, that's a lot of revenue, hence the late start time. Fair point. Uh, uh, Rob uh, Dvernik, uh says, uh, great topic. I think uh, unless you're drawing a crowd of college students uh, and or younger people, uh, the late start times, are, are pretty rough, especially on the weekdays. Uh, I love music, but I also enjoy a good sleep. Uh, Jerry Highland says, uh, I think there's a lot of pluses to starting shows earlier, especially during the week. It opens up a whole new group of people that otherwise wouldn't consider going out. Uh, and we got a lot of stuff that was along those lines. Uh, Jason Loftus said, I used to see, uh, love seeing Cabinet at the Jazz, uh, meaning the Jazz Cafe, uh, but uh, hated going home at 2 a.m. and having to function the next day. Uh, 9 p.m. start time wouldn't be unreasonable, wouldn't it? Uh, especially as a lot of us, uh, like myself, uh, get older, uh, you know, some of us have kids, <laughs> things like that. You know, it, it, I'm, I personally would never have children. I'm, I'm too dedicated to this kind of stuff. But uh, I would love, to, uh, I would love to be home by like you know midnight or something like that. It would be, it would be nice. Uh, Tom Snyder says uh, in Florida, bands start uh, between six and ten p.m. or eight and twelve, and most bars close at midnight, and I like that. Um, for a dissenting opinion, Nick Patrick says, uh, time has no bearing on decisions for shows. 
and most people work, so no, starting shows earlier would not be a good idea. Most people don't even leave their house till 10 p.m. or later to go out for the night. And I think that depends on, you know, like Nick uh, is a DJ, so I think for his oh, type yeah. of music, yeah. uh, you, you would want to, you know, party, cl sense. you know, club yeah. uh, all night, that kind of thing. So that's the, the whole point of, of uh, you know, you want to go out late. You want to you, you be out till, you know, all hours of the morning. Whereas, you know, I, I think some other guys, you know, they, they, they want to play and they want to get home because they have to get up for work, especially local bands. I think a lot of them work a day job and then go do the band, so they're they're exhausted, you know. And can you really go out many places at two in the morning and get something to eat afterwards or things like that? No. There's very few options open, and there are some diners and things. Uh, Elizabeth O'Brien says uh, more and more bands play uh, weekday shows in places like Philadelphia. I cannot justify driving home at two or three in the morning because a show uh, with four bands on the ticket didn't start until ten. Uh, not when I need to be awake at, at 6 in the morning. Uh, have I done it? Yes. Was it worth it? Sometimes. Uh, when it comes to the local scene here, when it's uh, made a shift it, uh, much more uh, into the bar world, uh, there's no way to avoid uh, late show times, which is a good point as well. Without a lot of all-ages venues in the area, most of the shows are at bars, which means they want to keep people there till 2 in the morning. And the way you do that is by having the bands play till then. So mm -hmm. I could see their perspective as well. In fact, uh, uh, we, we mentioned Vinny earlier. Vinny uh, uh, chimed in, as I knew he would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the V-Spot is a bar, not a club, not a real venue, quote-unquote, where uh, smaller national acts can come through and score a gig for, say, a $1,000 guarantee or more. We survive, thrive, and grow selling alcohol and food, period. Without charging a cover, I couldn't pay and retain the excellent local talent I have now. Sometimes we don't have 10 people in the bar at 8 p.m. on a Friday and Saturday, and we open at 3 p.m. every day. I would love to see people out earlier on Friday and Saturday nights for earlier starting gigs. Played my first gig in a bar as a guitar player in 87. Did that, uh, did that several times a month for four years straight. Nobody was in Gallagher's, Confetti's, the Palms, the Lantern Inn, the Staircase, etc., etc., even at 9 p.m. ready to rock out. I would love to start bands earlier, but bar owners for 30-plus years were doing this for a good reason. Uh, NEPA Live Music fans just aren't around uh, complaining loud enough or at all about 10 p.m. start times. So, uh, you know, we have more, but uh, feel free to chime in if you, you have an opinion on it either way. Um, well, like Vinny said, he's able to have those bands and be able to pay musicians for the work that they do by people drinking in mm -hmm. his bar, you know. So he's able to finance that. So having those people there late at night to spend the money, he's able to take that money and pay musicians what they should be getting. Um, but I think with bands, from their aspect, if it works for you to start late, if that's when your crowd comes out, then stay with doing that. If your crowd is maybe a little bit older and they work in the morning, have an earlier show, especially if it's during the week. Like I think it's completely subject to your your situation, your audience's situation, and your band situation. Like how how it works, you know. So you think it's about maybe knowing your audience? Knowing your audience. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always about. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely the demo because, like, you know, when I was 21, going out at nine, ten o'clock, that was when you went out. Prime time. Now <laughs> for me, 34, <laughs> it's nine o'clock, and it's if I'm not out, if I haven't been out yet, I'm not going out. Like, right. it's yeah. like it, sweatpants are on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it depends on the venue. It depends on who your target audience is. Yeah, and, for sure. But in the same sense, like those DJs, the club doesn't make as much money 
having those DJs at night. Because what happens is they go to house parties, they drink <laughs> mm-hmm. there, and they come out, they show then they go out shit-faced, yeah. and they're not spending money because they can't drink anymore. They're just dancing and whatever. So the bar, is really, the bar is really not making... They're just, like, cleaning up the mess. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know how accurate... I mean... College... That's also why they yeah. charge so much, too, at the bar, because they know, you know, they're not making as much. So it is right. 6 $8 for a water... And you're like, oh, well, can't drink any more rum. Might as well spend $10 on a bottle of water. Like, if your crowd's going to pregame for, like, two hours before going out, it's not going to be the same crowd that's going to come out at 7.30, see a show. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be totally different. Yep. Like, every, like, everything, every situation is different. Well, I think it's always a challenge for bands to try and get people to come out and see the music. You know, right. that's the primary reason they're coming out. Go ahead and support the venue, please. You know, spend your money. You know, have a few beers and that sort of thing. But don't make that the background noise, where right. you don't really care either way, as long as you're, you know, uh, getting plastered. Uh, to to me, that seems uh, silly. But uh, you know, I know that's what a lot of people do around here. Uh, Alex uh, Kijek says. Um, you know, remembers the Cafe Metro days. Uh, mm. You know, st- uh, the, the, they had a show, you know, Doors at 7, show at 8, done by 11. That was best for her because she works a typical 9-to-5 job. So, you know, that makes sense for her. Uh, Andrew Merkel, who plays in uh, Ion Attraction uh, locally, have a, a show coming up at the end of the month, uh, which we, we've posted about a few times. Um, when I did the Pretty Reckless tour, all the shows were over by 11. Uh, and I mean, this was you know something that went across the country, so it took getting used to. But it was nice to not feel completely dead loading out at two thirty, three a.m. at a yeah, bar gig. Yeah, you don't get out of there till three, four in the morning. Right, and he's, I can't imagine it being any different for fans. There's also no typical venues around here. Like when you go to Philly or New York, like places like Union Transfer or Brooklyn Bowl or Rockwood Music Hall, like any of those places that are. You know, typical venues. The drinks are a little bit more expensive. You're gonna pay for your ticket. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's not necessarily anywhere around here that's like that. The Jazz Cafe has that feel a little bit, but it's still like a bar. Like you're paying two dollars for a PBR, and that's how, like that's how those venues are able to pay for those bands and and fund the events that you're going to. And it doesn't feel sure. like you're at a bar because you're at a show. You know, if you've ever been to like TLA, like it's not, it's just totally different. Right. So like we're talking about two completely different things. We're talking about a local scene in our market. Mm-hmm. And comparing it to a completely different um, standard. Which, you know, some of the comments that kind of devolved into that where it was about, you know, our scene versus other city scenes. And I think it's, you're right, you can't compare them. You just can't. You can't say, you know, well, what happens in Philly? If it works there, it should work here. That's not the way way it works. And, and, you know, another thing that was brought up is, you know, there's so much more competing media now. I mean, it's so much easier to stay home now uh, because everything's streaming. You know, whether it's to your phone or your television or whatever, if you could sit home and, you know, binge a season worth of uh, your favorite Netflix show, you know, you might be more inclined to do that after a long work week as opposed to saying, all right, I'm going to take that last bit of energy I have and go out and see a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ma- uh, Maddie, who is uh, uh, under, uh, was, uh, under 18, uh, she, oh, she is 18, uh, she said, I, I, I still need to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, so a show that starts at 10 is just completely unattainable to me. Uh, give me a, a solid 7 p.m. show, and I'll give you all my money for admission. And 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like sum them up as best I can. Cause, I mean, people really have strong opinions on this stuff. Yeah. You know, they, and, and rightfully so, you know, it's something that affects everybody. And, uh, but I think it, it, like, like Joe says, to bring it all back to the original guy who I saw sharing this link all over the place. Was, My point is you can't write an article about a music scene and make it a whole national article that everybody has to abide by these guidelines. Like yes. this is, you know what I mean? You just can't. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a solid suggestion. You know, like I, I, I saw an article uh, shared just uh, the other day and it was very divisive. It was it was like, uh, you know, all, all bands should play for 20 minutes. No more than 20 minutes. If you play more than 20 minutes, you suck. And you, huh. you should get off the stage. And it, and it was like this, it was more of a rant than anything else. And it, no, it was, it was on like a, a music website, you know, like one of these, you know, many, you know, there's, there's so many music blogs and things now. And it was very opinionated. And I think that was the whole point, you know, put a clickbait headline on it mm -hmm. to get people, to, you know, riled up or whatever, right. and yeah. get and them in the like, comments. Oh, and then they bitch. share it because they're mad about it. Yeah. So you share it to the next person. You say, oh, can you believe what this guy wrote? Even if he didn't mean it. Yeah. You know? But he's still giving the article the attention that it yeah, yeah, exactly. was designed to get. Right. And I think it depends on what, again, it depends on your situation. Right. If you're a band who's just starting out, yeah, probably 20 minutes makes sense. Yeah. You should only do a, a smaller up. set. Let yeah. people want more. If they if they want more, they'll ask for it. Right. You know, they, they want, they'll want you to continue to play. If not, you know, you should wrap it know up. Know your role. And, yeah. you know, maybe next time. Yeah. See if she's one of us. <laughs> yeah. It makes for good discussion. It does. It does. And I, I, I thank you guys so much for, for commenting and, 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 uh, and letting us know. I don't know if we got any. I wasn't looking at the live feed, so I don't know if we, if we had any additional. They're probably like, wrap it up. <laughs> Too late. Time for bed. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good segue there. <laughs> I got paid the big bucks. Oh, uh, uh, Brian says uh, we need some decorations on the walls. Well, Brian, you can pay for them. <laughs> Listen, those we'll bone pieces are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll donate the radicals. There you go. <laughs> we don't. We don't even. We don't even have our screen this week. So you know, now do, accepting do sponsors. <laughs> Absolutely, we're a couple episodes in now. So if you're interested, you know, we'll run your commercials. We'll talk about like your product. This. Art galleries, you know, whatever. The new van. Yeah, Line. absolutely. Yeah, that would be so cool. We should here. do like different artists. Like they could do their stuff every month. That could be YouTube. We also yeah. accept sponsors. <laughs> yes. Side note: We are actively looking for sponsors right now, yes. yeah. and you do get stuff in return. So yes, you do. <laughs> the love of all the Derby girls. Yeah. Oh, which speaking of, we will be giving each of you a comp ticket to one of our bouts. So yeah. Nice. I'm going. And a, and right. a thank you for having yeah. us on. I'll be on the like. I'll be on the rig like waiting for you guys to show up. Like, you'll be on the track. Like, oh my god. I'm like I've been here all day practicing, you guys. Das Oh man, it's on. You're just gonna kick the door in. <laughs> yeah, like booth. I have like a fog machine that follows me around everywhere. And I'm just like just rocky. <laughs> yeah, I just like have like like intimidating music blasting. Highway to the danger zone blasting in my helmet. I'm just like killing it. Can see it now. Oh you know gosh! Oh, I'm totally, through. I'm totally like, I'm totally like, just imagining all this like, oh. epic stuff. You know, mm. I'm just like visualizing my just. <laughs> like, it's 100 percent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. I can picture a cast. <laughs> I come back on the show and just like on crutches. I tried it. Failed. <laughs> 
Sorry. It's because you made her pick Das Boot as her yeah. name. Yeah. That's the best name. I'm just going to have Das Boot all the way <laughs> Many uses. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and, and thank you, ladies, for being on here Thanks, and uh, thank kicking you. Yes. Thank you so much. That <laughs> yeah, was good. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> these ones. Yes, these ones. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, good. So, uh, speaking of the Electric City Tattoo Convention, next week we're going to uh, have Woody from uh, the Electric City Tattoo Gallery in Scranton on here to talk about the convention, and we'll also be giving away tickets to the event and uh, to uh, a beer fest coming up as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. And if you tune in uh, next Wednesday from 7 to 8, you could, you could win. I was just trying to tell you to talk to that one. Oh, you wanted to <laughs> I wasn't, like, being discreet enough, though. Like, I was like, hey, Rich, talk to that camera. Like, it matters. We're still guess, figuring like. it out. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for being on camera to begin with. So get that thing out of here. And I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Yeah. That's why you brought some medals. All the attention. Yeah, the I attention. can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, Look at me. So <laughs> All right, thanks again, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next next week. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.